0: Welcome back to another week of the Brazos Sports Preps cast. I'm Alex Miller here from the Eagle, joined by Abigail Ochoa, our uh, high school sports reporter. And here we are, another week, another podcast breaking down high school football in the Brazos Valley. Abigail, how are we doing this week? Pretty good. It was
1: a good second week as well, I think. You know, teams are continuing, um, especially local teams, continue to show out um, and show what they can do. And, you know, dis- district's about to start for some of them. So it um, should be a good one this week as well.
0: Yeah, well, we've got a lot to cover. And uh, we've got we've got College Station starting district, as we said. We're going to have Scott Clendenin, the voice of the Cougars, on here in a second to break down the Cougars district, uh, District 8 and 5A Division 1. But first, we had some big games last week, so let's go. Uh, let's go in, uh, around the horn and recap what happened. Let's start with the Rudder Rangers. They're two and zero for the first time since two thousand ten. That offense is clicking. They scored on every possession of the second half in the big win over Pflugerville. Weiss. They had to hang on there. Uh, defense got some work to do, but hey, uh, that EJ Izar Keith Ron Lee connection just continues to be electric. Keith Ron Lee, our player of the week. I'm pretty sure it was Dave Campbell's player of the week in the state. Six touchdowns. Izar got uh, 593 total yards. He leads the entire state in 5A, 6A divisions in passing yards. And I'm pretty sure Keith Ron Lee leads the state in the same classifications in receiving yards. So Rangers, they're making a statement here early, Abigail. Uh, you were out there. What would you see from Rudder?
1: Yeah, um, I felt like I was out of basketball game for a little bit. Um, it was uh, 63-59 was the final um, over Weiss. Um, it was a long game, you know. Uh, it was almost almost about three hours, so pretty long for those offenses and defenses to be going at each other. Um, but like you mentioned, Alex, Butters' offense really, really came out for them, a Lot, you know, last week. Um, they scored on every possession in the second half. Weiss did not stop them once. Um, Rudder ended up getting a big stop on defense um, once on a a wise possession um, that ended up kind of sealing the deal and giving, um, you know, Izar and Lee another chance to kind of come out um, and take the win a little bit. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. I think it's going to be really important for um, this week to kind of see all of the um, aspects of the game come together. Obviously, we know the offense can do um, wonders for a game. I mean, to put up 63 points, I, I'm, you know, against a a wise offense that was really, really coming at them um, is amazing to see, especially just in week two. So um, they we know what they can do, but now it's kind of just getting to see uh, what how the defense will step up, step up, um, especially before district, and then also getting the special teams to come up a little bit. Um, you know. They, the defense and special teams did good against Bastrop. It was kind of, you know, firing on all cylinders kind of win for them. Um, but this week, it kind of changed a little bit. Defense, it was they were getting tired. I mean, going out almost every, you know, few minutes because you're often scored. I, it was tiring for me to watch, and I bet it was tiring for them to keep going out. Um, and then special teams, they had, you know, a few returns there from Ys that were pretty long. They had an 84-yard return. Um, so things like that are going to need to be um, kind of fixed up before they get to district. Um, we know what their offense, offense can do, but um, now we got to see what everybody else can do.
0: Yeah, big win for the Rangers. We'll see if they can keep it rolling. We'll preview their game here in a minute, but let's keep rolling. Anum consolidated. They're they're still rolling on all cylinders. They rolled to a 48-21 win over Leander Rouse. Quarterback Kyle Willis still strong, taking over for Gage Paul behind. Uh, uh, under center, in the shotgun, mostly. <laughs> two big games to start the season. He threw for four touchdowns, uh, rushed for another. Um, Greaves, Walter Wright, Sutton Lake, they all cut touchdown passes. Quan Williams, two interceptions for the defense. Another nice win for the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, Leaf Vidoris squad, they're, they're rolling, and it's by committee uh, another week and another victory.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, we talked about last week, we weren't sure how they were going to do against Rouse. Uh, Rouse had just won um, uh, the week before. Um, so we weren't quite sure how they would go if maybe Consolid would get stopped a little bit, if they would maybe slow down. Um, but they did it. I mean, they, to get, you know, what, what was it, four receivers um, to, to get a touchdown in one night, Willis is obviously doing very well coming up and stepping into that quarterback position. Um, he's using all of his weapons, you know, all of his receivers, it seems like um, we got Lake back in there, doing great things for them as well. So um, it was nice to see the offense kind of all come together again. It doesn't seem like they're slowing down um, at all, kind of similar to Rudder almost, um, where the offense seems to be so high up there. And then we also get the defense this week as well with those, those two interceptions um, that, that are going to be crucial. Um, especially when you start getting, like I said, into district, when um, you get those tougher those tougher teams, tougher defenses. So, I mean, offenses as well. So, um, it was good to see that them all, they all kind of come together. Obviously, Willis is using every, um, every weapon
0: he can. Yeah, and Consol, they got their home opener this week. We'll get to that in a second. Big game potentially for Coach Lee Fedora. We'll discuss that here in a minute. Last but not least in our big schools, uh, College Station Cougars shutting out Fort Bend Bush 54-0 Saturday afternoon down in Houston. Their defense, Cougars, limited Bush to 83 yards of total offense. And the duo of Roderick Brown and Marquise Collins, another strong day on the ground for the Cougars, and wow, they are rolling into district play. And what's going to be a pretty difficult district slate for them, too.
1: Yeah, um, totally, we'll, we'll talk to Scott with this, uh, about this as well. But um, obviously College Station's offense, um, like we talked about Colin Brown, um, also Jet Huff coming, coming in, um, seemed to be really, really strong um, to start the season. Um, we've always, we've talked about, you know, they, they have to replace these people. We weren't sure how that was gonna look or work, but it's working very well for them. They look really strong out there. The defense also kind of showed out today. I think they only allowed um, 83 yards of offense, which um, is crazy I, it, to me, you know, but um, they can obviously they obviously have some strength there as well. So, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about it with Scott, but um, they seem to look really good right now. They're going to need um, maybe that little bit of confidence kind of going into district against Magnolia, but we'll get into that.
0: For sure. Well, quick couple quick hitters on the small school ranks. Leon, rolling over Centerville. I mean, 44-14, <laughs> to 14, it, it wasn't even close. I was out there last week in Jewett. Uh, first time in 10 years that Leon's beat their county rival, Centerville. Strong passing night from Jacob Robinson. He had a big game through the air. And Tyson Cornett, I mean, he was their leading receiver, and Centerville did a good job neutralizing him, but – I mean, Logan Noe, Tito Gonzalez, they stepped up big for the Cougars, and Centerville, it was a tough game for them. They had four turnovers, made a huge difference, and we learned that the Tigers' star sophomore running back, Paxton Hancock, he is going to be out for the season with a broken leg. I mean, that is a devastating blow to Centerville, who they were were on a four-game winning streak, and it looked like they were just going to be ripping and roaring into district play. Big win over Bremont the week before on the road. And all of a sudden, I mean, there, there's some question marks around this Centerville team. And, but on the flip side, I mean, Leon, what a <laughs> statement win, a huge win for Jeremy Colbert squad. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was a big win for them on Friday.
1: Yeah, for sure. We've seen what Robertson can do. And he did it again this week. Um, I don't think anybody, um, I certainly didn't think that they were going to come out with that win, but um, it was it was quite the win to come out with. I mean, when Cinderfield's missing Hancock like that, it's really, really hard, I can imagine, to get your defense up and ready, and uh, you're missing a big guy, you know, really, how, how are we going to do this? Um, so that, that really hurt them, you know, with that leg. Obviously, it will be off for the rest of the season, so it's not good news to hear at all um, for them especially, but... Yeah, Leon. I mean, wow! Who really came out with a stunner in, in uh, you know this week? So uh, I bet that was a cool game, Alex. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, another stunner out in Milam County. Rockdale—they just rolled over Cameron, forty-two to nine. I mean, we we discussed this game last week, and it, and you know we thought it would be a good game. And Rockdale—they really needed a win. They've lost three straight, and I mean, they just took it to Cameron. They win the brass train bell this year, snapping that three-game losing streak. And how about the Tiger defense, holding Zane Ziner to 83 yards passing, and they forced four turnovers? I mean, ziner he's one of the state leaders in passing. He has 845 yards and 10 touchdowns through the air this year. And on the flip side, Cameron Valdez, 138 yards. Kobe Mitchell, he had a strong game through the air with his legs. And how about Raven on the defensive side, three interceptions and he added a touchdown, man, Rockdale really needed that win. And what a, what a statement for them. I mean, for sure. Yeah.
1: They, they weren't going to let Cameron go um, until they, until they got that top score. But I, it, it was crazy to me that, uh, you know, Rockdale had, you know, they had a three game of losing streak, um, which is kind of, for them, with the the amount of people that they have, like we mentioned, you know Valdez, Mitchell, um, Raven, you got those star power guys on your team. Um, you don't want to get into that rut of losing. You're like, why are we losing um, at this point? I think they really came out and showed, like, hey, we're still here. We can still do this, um, and we're still in it. Uh, we talked about last week them winning against Cameron was going to be big for them in district. Um, if they want to get anywhere, um, later in the season, so. Um, I think a lot was riding on it, and they really felt that pressure probably to come out with a win, and they did it um, great. I mean, to hold Cameron to nine, um, like you mentioned Zaynart. I mean, that guy was throwing, you know, hundreds of yards every week, and then you hold him to 83, a little shocking to to see that they were able to do that. But also good for them to know that they are able to do that. I mean, you know, they have a good stretch now. Um, They put Little River, Caldwell next, um, things like that. So it'll be good for them, you know, continuing to district. I'm sure this maybe, um, you know, gave them a chance to say, hey, you know, what are we doing here? Um, Let's improve this a little bit. And obviously those guys came out. um, uh, Valdez, like you said, had 139 yards. You know, uh, Mitchell had 17 passing. Um, so they obviously know that they can do it. It's just about them coming out and, um, you know, com- competing.
0: Well, that's that's really all we got. Uh, wrapping up uh, week six slash week two. <laughs> it's kind of fun bouncing back and forth between yeah. big and small schools. Uh, we're that? in the heart of district play, <laughs> and we're, we're kind of about to start district play. And speaking of district play, up next we've got – Scott Clendenin, he's the voice of the College Station Cougars, going to preview District 8 and 5A Division 1. Well, joining us now on the Brazos Sports Preps cast is our friend Scott Clendenin, the voice of the College Station Cougars. College Station opening up uh, 8-5A Division 1 district play this week against the Magnolia Bulldogs on the road. So, of course, we had to invite Scott on to get some insight on how the Cougars are doing so far and uh, just kind of his expectations for them heading into this new district slate. So, Scott, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes of your time to join us. We really appreciate it.
2: Hey, Alex, I appreciate you having me on. I think that, uh, you know, this district is starting to look like everybody thought it was as far as the strength at the top. You know, you had six teams or five teams that made the playoffs last year and uh, you know, you're going to have to play pretty good football from this point forward to get in. I, I, I thought they've looked pretty good, despite the fact that it's really week two, that five weeks of practice before they even played a game after school had started, really seemed to uh, have them playing at a pretty high level.
0: Yeah, so, you know, you've been able to see the Cougars the last two weeks. Uh, Abigail's going to be out there this Friday in Magnolia you know, what's been good and what needs to improve? I mean, they've had two convincing wins, but I talked to Coach Huff yesterday, and and there's still some room for improvement, they feel like, even though they've played pretty well.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, offensively, the skill position guys that they have have really been very good. Um, I I think that Hutto showed in week two, um, you know, that was the kind of opponent they wanted to, uh, you know, wanted to take on and, and see that speed and uh, you know, I think they would probably still be a playoff team if they were still playing 5A ball, but moving up to 6A, it's going to be a hard road for them to get in to the playoffs. I thought last week about against Fort Ben Bush, they really overmatched them. It looked like Bush's numbers were down a bit as well. So, you know, they got after them, you know, offensively right away. Defense was great. I thought the defense, the way they played against Hutto, they, they stepped it up another level. And then playing an opponent that's not quite as good. I mean, they gave up 31 yards on the first snap of the game, and then they didn't allow Bush to get across midfield the rest of the game. They had a, a, a fourth and three from the 48-yard line at the, at the you know, right at the end of the game, which would have been their second time to cross midfield. And the Cougars got a sack there and a the tackle for loss and didn't let them cross midfield again. So they were dominant defensively. and I think they've got to be prepared to win some games with their offense because there's going to be a lot of teams in this league that you don't uh, – you're not going to have that kind of uh, defensive domination against the teams that are going to be fighting for the playoffs. And most of them are going to bring out an offense that's going to put some stress on your defense. Yeah, totally.
1: And I think, you know, you mentioned tough defenses coming up. Obviously, Magnolia here in the first week of district – Um, No different here. I believe they're returning eight eight starters on on defense. And then, you know, last week when they played Brenham, they had, you know, their defense got two big touchdowns for them. Um, So, like you said, Scott, kind of college station is doing well and has been doing well, but they're going to start seeing these defenses that are a little bit tougher, um, obviously, in a district that's already tough
2: enough. Yeah, and I think that one of the things about several of these teams is, you know, and starting with Magnolia, they're going to put an offensive line out there that has, besides Wyckoff, who's committed to Texas A&M and, you know, a, a top 100, uh, uh, you know, offensive lineman in the state, they've got, a, you know, some other big guys there. That was one of the things that impressed me about uh, their offense last year. And then running back ran for over 2,000 yards because of, they're going to feature him, they're going to feature that line, uh, you know, they also have, uh, you know, a, a guy in quarterback coming back. So this will be a team that, whereas they, the, the Cougars haven't seen an experienced, uh, you know, quarterback last week, they really got after Doggett in week one for Hutto. So if they can have that kind of pressure and, uh, you know, get after the quarterback through that offensive line, I think it would play pretty well the rest of the year.
0: This is a strong district top to bottom. Uh, Obviously, College Station with the playoff pedigree, Lufkin, two-time reigning district champion. You know, you add New Caney and New Caney-Porter, district champion, district champion or district runner-up. This is a strong district uh, from start to finish. You know, how difficult is it and who really are the top challengers in your opinion?
2: Well, the interesting thing is, uh, you know, with the Cougars moving in the top 10 of, of the state polls, they were at about 16 to start the year on, the, on Texas football's computer ranking. So I went back and I looked today. The Cougars are t- number 10, so they're one, just one spot below where they are in the polls at number 10. Magnolia's 23rd, Mag West is 22nd, Lufkin is 25th, and then you go to New Caney, 32nd, and New Caney-Porter, 53. So you have all those teams that have shown, even though they've overmatched some of the teams that they've played in non-district, that they've they've got the power ranking, you know, as far as what they're looking at as far as the computers and matching, kind of matching strength of schedules. So, I mean, there's going to be, you know, last year there was one good team that got left out of the playoffs that happened to be Tomball last year. This year, there's going to be two really good football teams that aren't going to go play in the playoffs. And I think that's one of the things about this district when it started, that you looked at Caney Creek, Waller, and uh, and then Cleveland, they were going to get run over a bunch in district. So, you know, when you play them, when you have to play the MAG schools, you know, who do you have to play after you play Lufkin, you know, a big physical team, who you have to play after you play Magnolia, a big physical team. I think that's going to play a lot into what happens in district play because if you get beat up on a Friday night the week before and say it's when the Cougars have to go play on a Thursday night the next week, you know, then you get that short week in there. How, how how you know, uh, ready are you going to be? So I think that's where this district is really going to test some people is is what you do with that short week with a, a couple schools that you may play on a Thursday night. And, you know, are you going to be ready to play those those short weeks Uh, with the physicality that you may have the week before.
0: For sure. And, you know, with playoffs being a focus, especially for College Station, made the playoffs every year they've been eligible, you know, how how important and valuable is it to be able to play such a strong district top to bottom throughout the regular season in hopes that you're preparing for a postseason run, especially when you're in Region 2, And that's got to be the one of the toughest regions in the entire state of any classification.
2: Well, I think you're exactly right, Alex, because you've got that. You still have Highland Park in Region Two. You've got all the Frisco schools in Region Two, and then you drop Longview from 6A, two years removed from a state championship, down into Region Two. Mix that in with Tyler. Uh, You are like we already have Lufkin in District. So I mean, Region Two. You know, two and Ryan, Region 2 and Region 3 just are so very, very tough. And, I, and I, I think that one of the reasons why, you know, the Cougars kind of built towards the state championship was because they were in Region 3. And they played that, uh, you know, uh, non-district schedule that was tough. Then they've had to play tough playoffs. The guy doing the, the radio for, uh, for Bush this week said, hey, I was doing Marshall. Marshall could have very easily made the run to the state tournament. I mean, the state championship game. Uh, you know, when the Cougars beat them two years in a row, that were they were that talented. That tells you how important that game was. You know, in the regional final and you know, or the regional semifinals. That those teams are are talented enough and deep enough to make a run. And I think that's the same kind of thing this year. That that you know, the I think that the key for this is. If Longview is going to win the other district, you don't want to be the fourth-place team. I think we ran into the exact same thing, uh, you know, last year. And and now that the UIL changed the playoffs to where the first and uh, second-place teams host in the first round, I think that's going to magnify things, you know, because you may go on the road. Who knows what kind of, uh, you know, attendance you could see. If you're going to go to East Texas where, you know, quite frankly, if if you're going to go, you know, play at Longview, I don't know how they're not going to have at least 50 to 75% of that stadium full just because it's a playoff game. And they're going to say, hey, this is what the rules are right now. We're going to pack it out. So you really don't want to be that team that has to go on the road there. You want to, you want to be in first or second in this district. So you, hear, you host in the first round because that's going to be the, the, the best way to make a run. Now, it's been bad luck for the Cougars two years in a row. Played a defending champion, uh, champion Highland Park, two years ago. And then they played Frisco, uh, that made a run to the semifinals, so it doesn't really matter. District eight match with District seven, and then you you get the winner coming out of five and six. That's usually one of the Frisco teams or it's Highland Park, and, and it makes it real real difficult and gets exponentially difficult as you start trying to make your way into the finals.
0: Well, uh, Scott, I guess I guess just kind of in part, you know. The Cougars, they really haven't come across a problem yet. They've really rolled in these first two games. Uh, and so I guess the question is, how, how well will that continue into district? And they're playing Magnolia this week. They're coming off a big win against Brenham. They've got a strong defense returning a lot of starters. What's going to be the key for College Station on Friday?
2: I, I really like the, I like the progression that Jet Huff has made since last year think he's playing more under control. I've seen him not make some plays that last year he would have tried to force something, make something happen. He took a sack in a in a in a in a good spot where if he had tried to throw the ball, it probably would have been interception, maybe a pick six. He took a sack against Hutto. I thought that was a mature move in the right direction. And then I think that uh, you know the way uh, Roger Brown and Marquise Collins have run the football, that's going to be their bread and butter if they can continue. To get play action out of that, the way Huff is playing, it really can do some damage. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the school, New Caney, is going to the Cuero offense as their coaches come up from there. Not surprised it's a, a, you know, wing T slot type running game. Most of the teams in this district are going to try to have some balance. But, you know, like we're going to see this Friday night, Magnolia with a 2,000-yard rusher behind an offensive line that can really get after you. You know, there's a reason why uh, they run the football like they do. And I I think back to Lufkin, the the team that everybody thought was going to be the team to beat, you know, a couple weeks ago against uh, uh, Tyler Legacy, they gave up 530 yards rushing. This might be the year where Lufkin doesn't have the size and the college players that normally dot their defensive front that maybe being able to run the football in some of these games will make a difference and give you a chance to get by Lufkin and finally knock them off the uh, perch as being district champion.
0: Well, Scott, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk a little College Station Cougars with us. And uh, how can can folks listen to the game Friday night that uh, aren't able to make it out to Magnolia?
2: Well, we'll be on Maverick 100.9 FM, uh, pre-game will start at 6:30. That's another good thing about district play this year. Everything's kicking at seven. We really like that. And then also, uh, when we get back home in a couple weeks, uh, we do a simulcast as far as also being on the internet, so you can uh, tune in that way and get to see Tim Schnetler and myself as we uh, call the game. Get to watch some video if you're not one of the uh, you know people that can get out due to uh, you know COVID or the limited tickets that the uh, Cougars are selling right now. You can still watch and listen to us. Uh, you can go in onto the uh, College Station High School athletic website and get the information on how to uh, see us, uh, you know, on video.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, Scott, for joining us. And uh, in our next segment, we're going to look ahead to the biggest matchups here in town and across the area in week seven of the small schools and week three of our 5 and 6A schools. Some breaking news here on the Brazos Sports Preps cast. Uh, Rudder High School, their football game Friday night against Waco University, has been canceled as the Trojans team is experiencing some COVID-19 cases. Um, Not a lot of info yet, but it sounds like the Rangers are expecting to have a replacement game. It's homecoming for them. So not only only a home game, but a big night. I know uh, fans are excited for that. So... Brian ISD expecting to release something here soon, but uh, to be determined for now, stay tuned at TheEagle.com for more information. Abigail, yeah. you know, it, if Rudder wasn't able to play, how tough would that be? But it, it sounds like they're going to be able to get a replacement game, which is good for them and the kids.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's it, – you know, they – Rutter's going to want to um, get their defense out there more, get their special teams out there more, um, get their offense a little bit more experience, a little bit more confidence going in. Um, so, so it's good that they're trying to um, find another point, opponent. That's going to be pretty important for them. Um, I think maybe taking a week off would hurt, um, especially before district and stuff. So, um, you know, depending on the opponent, it doesn't really matter at this point, but um, it, it's going to be good that they still play this week. Um, So, yeah, but if you're listening on Thursday, it might be out already, so check the Eagle. Um, If you're listening on Wednesday, then um, it should be coming out pretty soon within the next hour or so, so um, stay tuned as well.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see who the Rangers uh, will schedule. It could be be a a different type of matchup. (laughs) We kind of expected Rudder to roll over Waco University, but, hey, maybe it's a good thing that maybe they'll get a chance to play a a higher caliber team, so – Guess yeah, we'll
1: see. get some challenge in there maybe a little bit. Um, we saw it last week with Weiss, um, but they were still able to come out on top. So maybe this week it will be a little different, um, which might be good for them in the end, like you said, Alex. So.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll be back here in a minute previewing uh, week seven slash week three of Brads Valley High School football season. All right. Welcome back. Here we are, final segment. We're going to preview week seven slash week three of the Brazos Valley High School football season. Let's hit the big schools first. Uh, Brian, they're off again due to COVID. Yeah. Their game against Montgomery Lake Creek is canceled. They're going to return and start district play next week against Ross Rogers' former school at Harker Heights. So not not a lot on the Vikings this week.
1: <laughs> no, no, but um, it'll be so exciting to have them back next week um, for district and everything um starting off you know Rodgers is is um, you know facing home a little bit with Parker heights there so uh, what a way to come back <laughs> to start the season after being off for two weeks um can't wait to see what the Vikings do um, and how they kind of approach this coming back right from covid like we mentioned other teams have you know it either you either play really well or you you know you struggle a little bit so we'll see how they handle that this
0: break uh, Adam consolidated. They've got their home opener against San Angelo Central. I googled how far it is to San Angelo. It is four hours and fifty minutes. So, um, shout out to San Angelo for making the hike over here. Coach Lee Fedora, with a win Friday, would have his 200th career victory as a head coach. Um, that, that's a that's an important milestone. San Angelo Central, they've lost by 26 points or more in each game this season. a Consolidated's offense is rolling. Uh, the Tigers are favored in this one, and it's a big game for them. Not only the home opener, but I know Coach Fedora, I mean, I'm sure he would love to get that milestone.
1: Yeah, you know, it's our first time at home. They opened up two weeks on the road, um, which is, I'm sure never fun for any team. But now they're coming back home. Uh, Fedora has a chance to get his 200th win at his own stadium, at the stadium that he used to play at, you know, when he was in high school, um, in the town that he went to college at. So it's just kind of all together. I'm sure this will be an amazing um, time if they do win on Friday. Um, I talked to Fedora a little bit about that. Um, we're doing the feature as well. You can find that in Friday's paper um, and at theevil.com um, this weekend, but uh, you know, he's really excited about this possibility. It's a big goal for a lot of coaches and um, for him as well. So, you know, he has a staff that he's had around him for years. Um, you know, he has a really good offense, really good I mean, just all together a good team that's coming together. Um, and I'm sure they're going to – I can imagine they really want this win at home. And I can imagine that, um, you know, San Angelo, they're coming a long way. Um, which is crazy, for almost five hours, like Alex said. <laughs> I don't know. That's a long, long trek. But, um, you know, Gonzalez just, they don't seem like they can be stopped or contained um, quite yet. Um, I don't expect them to slow down anytime soon or this week. Um, can imagine they want that win. If they continue to use those receivers, um, you know, Willis, I'm sure, is going to keep hitting them if they just keep being there. So, um, it'll be really a really good one, Alex. But um, what, what do you think about Consol so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really it, it's been interesting to see that offense. Uh, they're it's it spread the wealth, use the guys. Um, they're really they're really using the running back well with Sutton Lake. They're really getting the ball out to a variety of receivers. And on the other side, defense has played pretty well. So I, I've been impressed with Kinsall – They're still ranked in the top Mm ten, Harris ratings, Dave Campbell's. So we'll see. We'll see what Kensal has in store on Friday. Uh, Last last game uh, we want to mention on the big schools, just real quick. Brenham, they open 13 5A Division II play this week. The Cubs they've opened with two losses to the Magnolia schools, Magnolia, Magnolia West, but chance to rebound this week with a road game at Leander Glenn Cubs. You know, they've got some athletes out there, just, just haven't been able to really put it together yet. Uh, really really curious to see what they've got in store for district play. They made a good run last year, was able to go out there late in the season and see uh, Burnham play.
1: Yeah, you know, they opened like you said, they opened up with a Magnolia loss. Um, Magnolia's defense was able to really kind of come in and um, stop them quite a bit. I, I know Magnolia had um, – they returned a, a – a, three men fumble for a touchdown. They also had an interception that ended up being a touchdown, you know, once the offense got out there. So, um, Burnham, you know, maybe not starting off on the right foot with this but it's a tough one. Uh, you know, like we mentioned with College Station, it's going to be a super tough district. It's a super tough region. Um, you're going to want to be one of those top two schools when it comes to the playoffs. Um, but, you know, going into this week, I'm, I'm sure they're pretty pumped about this um, kind of coming back and and uh, from that loss against
0: magnolia and, and the good thing for Brenham too you know battle tested Magnolia Magnolia West those are two playoff teams <laughs> should could be easily and you know it's a it's a whole new season you kinda you kind of get a clean slate when you start district because those are the games that really matter. Obviously you want to build momentum early you want to get those non-district wins but at the end of the day it's zero and zero And it's time to roll. So we'll see what Burnham's got. Uh, In in the area this week, we've got a few games. Uh, The big one, Leon at Normandy this week. Man, Leon, they got the big win last week, but now they get to go on the road and play undefeated Normandy and Mason Hardy. Uh, Panthers 54-20 win over Groveton last week. This is going to be such a great game between two very – uh, uh powerful offenses, two star quarterbacks with Mason Hardy going against Jacob Robinson. So I guess the question is, can Leon pull off another big game and give Norman G its first loss of the season? and you, you look at it, this is kind of a big game for that district early on. I mean, even though it's only through two games, that, that those are those are two of the top teams can really have some big implications seeding-wise as we go down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, it, you know, if Leon's able to come up with this win, it's going to be a hard-caught hard win. Um, they're not going to get this easy. Normandy has not lost a game this season. I saw them against Fremont in the first week. They looked good then. They still look good now. Mason Hardy, um, he, can, he can run, he can pass, he can – you know he he's their guy this year. Um, and he has great receivers, um, who are on the outside for him. Isaiah Jones, um, you know Gary, all, all these kids. So, um, it's going to be a tough game for Leon if they want to come out and win this one. Normandy is going to it's going to be tough for them too. They're it's not going to be a walk walk in the park, easy win for them either. <laughs> um, especially after Leon's game last week. Um, being able obviously the defense was able to stop. Um offense, who was on a roll, and then you know, you got the offense as well um, doing great for them too. So it's not gonna be an easy win for either either team. Um, like you said, we have Hardy against Robinson. So we we we've seen what both of these guys can do. Um they're explosive when they want to be, um, and they and they can really fight hard for a win. So um it it'll be oh, it's gonna be a good game. <laughs> Um, you know, but um, it's not going to be easy for either team um, to come out with a win this week. And it'll be interesting to see um, how Norma kind of deals with this. This might be their first little um, hard-fought, other than Bremont maybe in the beginning, hard-fought win. Um, And it'll really set them up for the rest of the district, I think.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be a great game out in Leon County. A couple other quick hitters. Calvert they're going to take on Allen Academy's 6A or 6 man level, excuse me, 7 p.m. at Baker Field Friday night. This is a rescheduled game. Allen Academy's game was canceled and Calvert had an open date. So, Rams versus Trojans Friday night at Baker Field should be a good one. Calvert, they've got a strong squad. Allen Academy they're looking to make a deep run down at the private school ranks. So, yeah, I think this is a good This is a good non-district game for each of these schools. And uh, wrapping up, Anderson Shiro uh, just wanted to note that their game against Hempel, uh, District 12, 3A Division Two, that got moved to Thursday due to the impending weather from Hurricane Delta. I also think, is Caldwell playing Rockdale this week? I believe Caldwell is playing Rockdale this week. So, I guess yeah. we'll see what the Tigers have. <laughs> and uh, yeah. playing playing down the road with uh, with Caldwell should be a good game out there in Burleson County. So, Abigail, I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, it's going to be another good week of football in the Brazos Valley.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, some great matches this week. Some people are starting in district, like you mentioned. Some people are so far in district already. Yeah. Um, the weeks are kind of flowing together now that we've talked about it, but uh, it should be a good one. You know, you got some teams trying to prove some things. You got certain players trying to prove some things. Um, but yeah, it should be a good another great week.
0: Absolutely, and uh, you can follow along. Our action Friday night. Abigail's going to be out in Magnolia covering Magnolia versus College Station. Uh, our Richard Croom's going to be out at Rudder covering the Rangers game against Waco University. We're gonna have a rider at AM Consolidated against San Angelo Central, and uh, we we should have somebody else going out either to Leon versus Norman G or out to Caldwell to see the Hornets take on the Tigers. Still trying to finalize some personnel stuff, but we're gonna we're gonna have another jam packed week of coverage from the Eagle. You can follow along at Brazos Sports and at theEagle.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast the Brazos Sports Preps Cast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify cuz who doesn't like hearing about more high school football it's Texas it's the fall that's what you want that's on a friday that's that's all we're here for oh, i'm kidding just kind of but Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Razzle Sports Preps Cast. We'll be back next week bringing down more action and uh, more teams, big, big schools. They're going to start some districts, so we'll have a preview of that. For Abigail Ochoa, I'm Alex Miller. Y'all have a fantastic weekend.